Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Canberra Football Show, episode 53, round seven review. Joining me today, as always, is Michael Georgeski. Michael, how's it going besides into not winning the Scudetto? Sorry, mate, I had to put it in there. Yeah, I know. I was waiting for it. Uh, obviously, a little bit sort of flat. I, I woke up this this morning and I was watching... Well, not not live. Sorry, I, d- I just woke up at about sort of six o'clock, and I and I said to myself, I'll just get the games up at the same time. And I was just sort of like flicking between them. And then as soon as I saw Milan, we're up like three 0 at half in the first half. I was like, all right, I, I think I know where this is going. So that shattered any hope that the title was going to come back to the blue half of Milan. But it wasn't meant to be. Still a good season though. <laughs> Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. Uh, and let's uh, move this on to uh, Canberra football now, where we have a pretty good season underway so far. Let's get cracking with um, NPL, Michael. Let's do it. We've got West Canberra Wanderers, who played host to Canberra Croatia, and the visitors were able to come away with a 2-1 tight victory. Uh, Tanoski and Ryan Keir on the score sheet for the away side, and Geno Kurti on the score sheet for the home side in West Canberra. So, an injury time winner uh, for Canberra Croatia from Keir obviously put the real dagger in the effort that West Canberra Wanderers um, effort that they were able to put forth in this game. You know, especially on the back of their, you know, Australia Cup uh, triumph uh, against the O'Connor Knights uh, in the lead up to this game. So, um, a disappointing result for them considering they did have that success during the week. But nevertheless, they've just got to keep on going and it's a very valuable three points away from home for Canberra Croatia. They certainly had to work for it. And, you know, this this all sort of kicked off, you know, when a well-worked goal from uh, from Canberra Croatia gave gave them the lead as Tanoski was, you know, able to finish off a great piece of play. Uh, it, it was some nice sort of build-up from their own half into... West Canberra's and into the attacking third there. And, um, but obviously their lead were, was wiped out when Surti, um scored the equaliser, just sort of being in the, in the right place at the right time, just having that sort of knack to be in the box at the right time after the, after the keeper had made an initial save, he was sort of just there to ready to pounce and put the ball in the back of the net. So that got them to 1-1 and a valuable equaliser as the game went on and, you know, it, it certainly looked like at, at that point that, you know, the game was probably heading for a draw uh, until Keir sort of popped up at the back post to nod home the winner. And, you know, special mention to the great piece of skill that was on display in the lead up to that goal uh, as well, Matt. I don't know if you saw it, but it was some great bit of footwork before the cross was put into the back post where Keir obviously scored with the header. So, you know, this keeps Camper Croatia at top spot of the competition ladder. You know, as they keep up their great start to the season that we've sort of been going on about so far to start the 2022 season. Whereas, you know, West Canberra, they, they slipped to yet another defeat in the league, but it definitely shouldn't be something that they hang their heads on. You know, and I mentioned that they had that, that success during the week in the Australian Cup, and it's just something that they need to transfer from the, from the Cup success that they've had this year to getting some points in the league so they can avoid obviously being the team that's potentially going to be relegated at the end of the season. Um, But 
it, it's a promising performance and they've just got to keep on going on uh, and I'm sure they'll at some point in time start putting that together in the league where they'll be able to put a few sort of victories in. Well, the thing I find interesting about this, right, is it's not like West Canberra aren't putting in similar performances like they are in the cup. Um, like we all, there's been plenty of games where they've played very well and they've either been so close to getting a draw or so close to getting a win. They always play with, you know, they have nothing to lose, right? And that probably translates more in, in the cup, right? Um, I'm not saying it doesn't translate here. I just, yeah, just um, it just proves how strong this league is. If West Canberra Wanderers can play that good, but still can't um, find too many results besides the draw, it, their, their win is eventually coming. Um, they put in a good shift here against Canberra Croatia. Uh, like you said, I agree. There were some really, really good plays I saw there from Canberra Croatia, not just the goals, but in terms of some of their build-up play in general. Um, so Canberra Croatia, I guess, showing why they are the they are the standard barrier right now for MPL, still undefeated. Um, so yeah, look, the win will eventually come for West Canberra and, but we should say congratulations to them for making that, that final against, um, Monaro Panthers. That should be an absolute cracker and well done to Camp Croatia on this, um, victory here as they still remain on top. And it was a big win considering the, a few of these wins are about that we are about to mention now. Okay. Next up, we have Belconi United, huge win for them, not just because they got the three points, um, which a win has eluded them for a, a few rounds now. But um, this win also puts them five points above West Canberra Wanderers. They're still in seventh place, but like we said, five points above them. This also means that they are now two points off um, O'Connor Knights. Oh, sorry, one point off O'Connor Knights, and they're three points off the top four. Uh, so huge win in terms of the ramifications for Belconnor United season um, so far. Uh, so, and not just that, it does give them a little bit of wiggle room. Um, let's just say next week if West Canberra win and Belco don't, it gives them a bit of wiggle room there since they did get that extra victory. Um, so huge win for them, uh, regardless, like we said, 7-1 over O'Connor. I was there at this game with Russ commentating on this one. Max Green returns, uh, getting a brace after his trial at Rayo Vallecano, which I was told that he scored. Six goals in six matches, which is awesome to hear. Um, hopefully, he uh, that raised some eyebrows over there. Um, but he came and proved why he's a pivotal part of this team, scoring a brace, two headers as well. Um, he was absolutely a menace all over the park, but especially in the air. Um, his timing, his leap, all great stuff. And he got an assist or two, if I'm not mistaken, as well. He was very well-versed all around the park, his skill, his speed. It was all on display here. It was an interesting matchup, though, in general, because obviously O'Connor Knights, uh, which I'll mention a little later as well, um, not to take anything away from Belco's performance, but you could tell the four games in 10 days really was come to play for O'Connor Knights. Um, I've been told they have something like eight players out with injuries, and when you look to their bench, um, it was a good bench, but a lot of them were attackers. They didn't have a lot of variety on that bench in terms of depth throughout the whole squad due to those injuries. And you could tell how much those other games, the four games in 10 days really came um, into fruition in this match. You can tell they were tired, especially after, say, the first 30 minutes or so, especially in that second half. But Belka took advantage of that. Uh, early on, they tried to stop 
O'Connor Knights in midfield. Um, tried to break up play whenever they could. You could tell it was annoying O'Connor in midfield. They were pressing them wherever they could along uh, across the game. And early on, um, O'Connor did sort of answer back immediately, but this is one of the couple of games that Belka has taken the lead, but then um, conceded except for that game against um, West Canberra. And immediately Belko respond going 2-1 up and then they just keep pushing forward. So this is huge for Belko. Um, I guess what's key for them is they have to continue this. They have to try and find this form because we all know this has been coming for Belko. We've mentioned against Tigers, they played very well. Uh, you met, I think you mentioned your report last week. Um, there's been heaps of positives. And I think you mentioned they just need to put a full 90 together. And it's safe to say this definitely was a full 90 for them. Um, so well done to them. I guess for them, they're, they're going to try and make this count because they'll be more disappointed if they'll, they love this win, but they'll be more disappointed if they can't sort of build on this um, win. So uh, well done to Zukoski and his team. And let's see if they can um, replicate that. Um, next week, they've got Minara. So it's going to be an interesting uh, test there for both. But like we said, in terms of O'Connor Knights, I think they were supposed to play midweek against West Canberra in the catch-up game from round one. Um, I heard that has been postponed, which is, um, good for them because the team need a, they need the rest. They're a little leggy on the weekend. So a w- well, weeks deserve rest for them. Um, and th- this does sort of cap off a week for them uh, where luck didn't go their way. Lost in the shootout um, against Canberra Croatia, conceded right at the death. Um, in all the games, they hit the post several times. In the West Canberra game, they uh, got two penalties saved, hit the post a couple of times. They would have think, what more can happen? And then in this one... Um, they weren't able uh, to get the victory. So I'm sure for them, they're going to try and just regroup, refresh. The rest will help, um, but not taking any away anything away from that Belconnen victory. Next up, we have Tigers FC against Monaro FC, where the away side, Monaro, were able to come away with a slight 1-0 victory, courtesy of Adam DeFranceschi scoring 10 minutes from the end. It was his first goal for the Monero Panthers in what proved to be the decisive goal and a huge win in in the context of the top four and, you know, where Monero now sit in that picture. And the goal sort of came at obviously a very, very valuable time in the game, Matt. You know, it was a great ball from Calfas delivered sort of from the right side of the pitch in a, in a free kick situation. And, you know, De Franceschi did really well to sort of volley the ball home at the back post. He wasn't really picked up. So you could maybe look at the sort of man marking situation there from Tigers just to let him go astray at the back post. But you got to do what you got to do when the ball sort of comes to you in that position and you got to score. And that's exactly what he did. And it was a great goal and uh, exactly what Monaro needed to keep building on their own momentum, you know. So they've obviously had the victories over Olympic in the league and in the Australian Cup uh, back to back in two different competitions, getting two wins over Olympic there. And then obviously they've backed it up with a win against Tigers FC. So that's in our three wins in a row in all competitions for Frank Cash's team. And that's something that he'll obviously be very pleased about as, you know, they'll hope to build momentum continuing into the season, really sort of sticking to their guns and hoping they can just stay in the top four for the majority or for the rest of the season, I should say. And I think we have to give, sort of props to Monero as well for being able to keep a clean sheet in this match against a team like Tigers who, you know, they score goals for fun with, with the amount of attacking talent that they have going forward, Matt. So 
it's a it was a very good defensive display as well for them to be able to keep a clean sheet against a great attacking side that is Tigers. And, you know, it seemed that as the game went on, you know, it, it increasingly, uh, the physical side of things uh, built up as well in the second half. And that resulted in a red, red card being uh, produced for Tigers, which certainly didn't help their cause to try and find an equaliser in, in that game. So, well, I think when when we look at chances as well that were that was created throughout the game, I think you could say that it was probably fairly even, fairly even between these two teams uh, throughout the contest. So Monaro just managed to make that opportunity that they had count to come away with the three points. That's what it seemed like it was going to take. Um, it just needed that that goal to really break break things up, and that's what Monaro was able to do. Ten minutes from time, it's a huge win for them and something that they'll look to obviously build on head as they continue uh, into the 2022 season. So that last minute, uh, sorry, that la- that late goal um, from De Franceschi means that Monaro are now in second place. Uh, they're only three points off Canberra, Croatia. If De Franceschi doesn't get that goal, they end up um, mm. in, they end up in third place and they end up six points off Canberra, Croatia. So um and this also is was a big win for um, Gengarland as well, getting that second half goal as well, which we'll mention uh, coming up. But yeah, that means a lot to them on the ladder. In terms of Tigers, though, they're still in the top four. Yep. Uh, they're tied with Olympic, but they uh, have a much better goal difference at the moment. Uh, but in terms of results, I'm sure Tigers are going to be looking to try and turn that around, um, considering... Uh, all the talent they have. All right, moving on next, we have, like I mentioned there, Gungali United, massive victory for them with the Tom McLaughlin goal. Uh, it was away an away win as well, which if I'm not mistaken, they weren't able to get that victory last year at that venue. So they were able to get it done this time round. Back-to-back victories for Gungala. Now we mentioned how um, it was difficult to see Gungalan lose three games in a row and they didn't, um, winning that game last week and now they um, back it up again this week which is huge for them like we mentioned the ramifications they're only four points off Croatia now if they didn't get the second half goal that only be um, you know they'd be seven points off Croatia and it would be a lot you know it, it definitely wouldn't be where um, Marcel and the team would want them to be uh, but this is big for them it keeps them in the race and we're getting a really good race going now um, for that top four Chances were um, uh, pretty evenly created in this uh, in the first half as both teams were unable to break that deadlock. Uh, things changed more so um, in the second 45 minutes against Bengala were able to create a few more chances uh, going forward, uh, resulted in a few corners being awarded to them as well. I think what's important for Olympic, though, I know they didn't get the victory here, but I think it's important that they were able to bounce back midweek. They suffered a heavy defeat to Monaro and they were able to bounce back and Monaro struck late to get into extra time. So um, Olympic proved they can bounce back. Uh, Getting defeated on penalties is always tough. Ask ask O'Connor Knights that um, they suffer that that same defeat as well. So um, uh, once again, similar to O'Connor, a tough week for Olympic in that regard heavy defeat, and then coming back and against the same team, being able to change it around. But then 
conceding late and uh, missing out on penalties and then losing this one, one nil. It was a tough week for Olympic, but I think the fact that they were able to be competitive here with Gungahlin um, and then come back against a team that they, um, you know, were defeated by heavily a couple of days before uh, that shows that Olympic have it in them. Uh, they have it in them in that regard. Uh, so I don't think it's all, it's not all doom and gloom for Olympic. They're like I mentioned, still in the top four uh, behind on goal difference, but level with points. And we all know how this season can turn out. If they keep getting results where they can, uh, there's no reason why they can't be in this top four race in terms of Gungarland, huge win for them. Like you said, back to back, they're starting to get the momentum um, after they lost two in a row. Now they win two in a row again. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens moving forward because, like we said, they're only four points uh, off Canberra Croatia now and heading into the second batch of fixtures. If they can turn around some of those results that they lost um, and some other results go their way, um, Gungalan could be uh, looking in a good position. Regardless, though, very big win for them. So we kick things off with O'Connor Knights at home to West Canberra Wanderers, Saturday 28th. 3 p.m. at O'Connor Enclosed. This is tough. I think the week between their last match and this match will definitely do O'Connor a lot of good. Obviously, you mentioned they had the four games in 10 days and obviously they're feeling a little fatigued. So that week's break, per se, is going to give them some valuable rest heading into this match. And I like what I'm seeing from West Canberra. Like we said, we're just waiting for them to put it together to get a victory on the board. Uh, I'm going to go with O'Connor Knights in this one. I think they'll bounce back in big style and I think they'll benefit from having a little bit of time off now just to have their players rest, recover and recuperate in preparation for this one. What about you? Yeah, look, um, I agree as well. I'm going to go with an O'Connor win. Uh, I think this will be a very tough match. I think West Canberra know how to play or they'll figure out they they uh, had a play against O'Connor after that one. And they did go ahead. I know O'Connor did have those um, penalties as well, though, that was saved. So well done to Wiseman, I believe, as a keeper there. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But um, I'm going to go with O'Connor just slightly. But West Canberra eventually due for a win. And um, there's no reason why uh, this game can't be the game for them. Uh, I'll, I'll go with O'Connor in this one, though. Next up, we have Monaro Panthers at home to Belconnen United, Saturday, 28th of May, 5.45 p.m. kickoff time at Riverside Stadium. This is another tough one considering that, you know, Monaro obviously are in a little bit of form now and Belconnen had that huge win against O'Connor. I'm going to go for Monaro in this one, Matt. It's going to be tight though. And I certainly wouldn't be surprised if it was to go the other way. Yeah, look, and they've one thing that's interesting though is Belco- uh, Manara have been taken to the limit at home. Uh, mm-hmm. That that match against West Canberra it was a penalty near the end uh, that Darren Bailey converted. Uh, Canberra Croatia was a nil nil draw. West Canberra went to um, went to penalties, so they've really been um, pushed to the limit at home. Um, Belco will be looking to try and do that again. Um, and I think for Belco, um, losing 3-0 at home to Monaro, they'll be trying to come here and make up for that um, that loss. But I think, uh, like you said, Monaro getting into some form. Um, uh, momentum as well is huge for them. They had the momentum with the, the penalties also. And 
Uh, I think I, I think Manara will win this one, but Belko are going to be able to point to prove after winning that match against O'Connor nine seven one. Absolutely. Next up, we have Gongolan United versus Tigers FC. Sunday, May 29th, 3pm at AIS Grassfield 2. This will be another cracker, Matt, given the fixtures that we've already got so far. And I'm inclined to go with Gungahlin United. So I'm going for the home team again in this one. Uh, it's going to be close, but I think given their form heading into this one, I'm going to slightly, you know, well, I shouldn't say that. I should say that I'm leaning towards Gungahlin United more so than Tigers to get the three points. Yeah, look, Tigers is an interesting one, right? They haven't, you can arguably say they haven't hit into full gear yet. You haven't seen the no. best of Tigers. Um, arguably, though, they have come back from a lot when they've conceded. Uh, I, I just think against Tigers specifically, no matter their form, against Gungahlin, this is always a match that they step up for. And I think this one will be a draw. Due to that, I think it'll be very close. Um, I believe it was a draw last time, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say a draw in this one. I Gungalan ov- obviously have the better form going into this, but Tigers always step up for this fixture. They most certainly do. And lastly, we have Canberra Croatia versus Canberra Olympic Sunday, May 29th, 3 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. I'm going to go for Canberra Croatia in this one. It's hard to go against the team that's in form and at the top of the table in this competition, but expect a reaction from Canberra Olympic, even though they're in a little bit of a rut at the moment. We know that they can bounce back. They've already proven that already at this early stage of the season. So I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they were to come to Deakin Stadium and and get a result of some kind, but I'm going to stick with the home team. Uh, the Canberra, the Canberra Classico, as uh, Russ likes to call it, he'll be there calling this one, I believe, and he'll also be calling O'Connor Knights against West Canberra and Belco against Manara from the Riverside. This one, I'm going to go with Croatia as well. Uh, their form, the way they've been playing, it's a bit hard to back against them. But Olympic, not a, like you said, they they're going to be looking for a reaction. Um, uh, just considering the um, the un, uh, the unfortunate week for them, but. I think what's also key is the last time they did play in the league was that catch-up match where um, Croatia lost 8-0. So not only are they going to be looking to bounce back from um, the results midweek and the week, they're going to be looking, they're going to be looking for, they're going to have a, try and have a point to prove um, after the last time they faced each other. So expect a reaction from Olympic on all levels. I think this will be closer than what people think. And Olympic definitely have the quality to, um, try and get something out of Croatia. But uh, yeah, just, I think uh, the experience of Croatia will edge this one. All right. Now we are on to MPLW where we start off with West Canberra with a fantastic win over Belconnen United 2-1. Cram and Oliver, the goals for West Canberra. Belconnen United's goal was from Carnegie. Like we said, a tremendous victory for the Wanderers to get themselves... Um, uh, obviously, they did versus uh, the two best teams in the competition in Croatia and Olympic. And we mentioned how they got, uh, you know, 12 out of 12 points against the non-top uh, three. And we mentioned how it'll be interesting to see how they will go against uh, Belko after they have played um, 
Olympic and Croatia, can they take those experiences and the positiveness, positive moments against them and put it against Belko? Um, they definitely have. And I mentioned how impressed I was with Ray Castro's um, team's b- performance against uh, Canberra Croatia in that first half um, before uh, the change was made and Grace Gill was brought on and the formation was changed for Canberra Croatia. I was very impressed with, with the way they set up. Um, Ray Castro is doing really good things at the club. And I think it was sort of epit- epitomized by this um, performance, wasn't it? West Canberra take that lead early. Um, two great goals, two great counterattacks, balls over the top. Uh, both the goals, just great awareness, um, great um, individual skill, um, good finishing as well. Uh, yeah, the goals uh, there should be very proud of that performance because uh, in the first round of fixtures to beat one of the big three in Belcon and United and yeah, well done to them in that regard. Uh, they'll be very proud of the effort and they'll be, uh, once again, trying to take from these performances and trying to upset Belconnen again. And they'll try and what what are ways where we can make it closer against uh, Croatia or Olympic or try and even upset them. And this leaves them with 15 points on the table as well in third place um, above Belconnen United. So that's another reason why this is such a big win for them. Uh, in terms of Belco though, um, it's, it's, it's one of those results where they'll be looking at it and they'll be like, we got to try, like, uh, I believe both of them were either balls over the top or through balls in behind the defense. Um, and the keeper came out early as well. So they'll be looking at that and they'll be looking to um, sort of patch those holes and uh, not try and be caught out by that um, in the next couple of matches or against West Canberra. Uh, for them, they obviously have the big Federation Cup final against Olympic coming up. So they'll be looking to um, reinforce uh, in training where they can. Uh, one thing I need to mention, though, is the Carnegie goal. Once again, Leah Carnegie with a free kick. You give her a free kick, there's a decent chance it's going to be heading into the back of the net. Great strike. And what she's great at is putting the ball just underneath the crossbar where the keeper can't get to it. Like, that's at least the second time I've seen that from her this season. I'm sure she did it last season as well, if I'm not mistaken. So well done to her. In terms of Boca, though, not the result they would have liked. They're going to try and regroup, I'm sure, this week, moving into what is a pivotal two weeks for um, for them coming up, especially considering they are fourth now and they have the Federation Cup final. So Conlon will be trying to regroup his side and try and move on from this result. But well done to West Canberra. Um, great result for them. Yeah, next up, we've got West Canberra Wanderers who played host to Tuggeranong United and it was the away team that won 5-0 in this one, Matt. Miluska uh, opened the scoring, Hall with a double, Wood with a goal and a Jenkins' own goal there as well. Five goals and a clean sheet. You know, it's a perfect day in the office for Polo Romero and his Tuggeranong United team, Matt. And, you know, they managed to pick up a victory, you know, um, at the expense of, you know, being, you know, away on the road. And we always talk about how sort of difficult it is traveling that far out to, to go and play a game. And they responded as best as you could. You couldn't ask for anything more, five goals and a clean sheet. So, you know, you know, they, they managed to score four of their, of their five goals uh, in the first 45 minutes of play. So I think that really speaks to that intensity that they came out with in this game. 
And, you know, Sammy Wood in particular uh, scored a worldie from outside, from well outside the box, I should say, a well-taken strike. So, you know, right from the outset, they implemented the way that they wanted to play and they, they sort of just overwhelmed Wagga in that aspect. And that's how they were able to build themselves a really comfortable lead going into the second half where they were able to take their, you know, their foot off the gas slightly. Um, it's a tough result for West Canberra Wanderers. And I feel as though we've been saying that a fair few times this season, we know that this sort of transition period that they're going through at the moment as a club, and it might take a little bit of time for them to sort of find their feet again, which we all understand, but you can't take nothing away from Tuggeron United who were excellent. And I think, that's exactly what Paulo Romero would have been sort of hoping for, most definitely. Yeah, look, I uh, I echo the sentiments. Fantastic goal from Sammy Wood. Um, that was the pick of the bunch. What like what a strike from well well outside of box that one wasn't it? Um, and yeah, congrats to Paulo Romero's side, first win of the season, and it's something they've been building to for a while. And we've mentioned how a lot of their results have been. Um, sort of leaning in this direction. It was about, it was bound to happen. And uh, for Paulo, I'm sure he's uh, going to be saying, you know, this isn't the end where they this isn't the end of the great results. They're going to keep trying to push um, forward and upset some teams sort of like they did against um, Gangala with the draw. All right, moving on, we have Canberra Crash against Gangala United. This one was at the AIS. Um, Percival with the goal for Gangala and, Camper Kreischer's goals came from um, both from Jenny Bissett. Um, Canberra Croatia after last week, um, West Canberra Wanderers, like we said, made it difficult for them um, in that, in, you know, in that first, especially 20, uh, 30 minutes. Um, they came out all guns blazing this one, scoring in the first five minutes. Uh, like we said, props to Jenny Bissett, who managed to produce a fantastic touch uh, to bring the ball down in that gunner's box before scoring that uh, first goal, like we mentioned, and uh, to double that lead 15 minutes um, later, making it a tough heel for Gangala United to climb, though. Gangala United, though, never giving up. Uh, they were in this game, uh, you know, with certain moments, and um, Percival obviously able to bring it um, in there to put... Uh, you know, trying to get that Gangala and Lee. They did have a few moments as well where they um, where they were pushing forward. Uh, it wasn't meant to be, though, for them. Canberra, Croatia, um, uh, you know, a big win for them. Uh, just went above Olympic by two points. So they're going to want to keep that lead as much as they can. I saw that Bella Barac uh, has made her return after uh, being out for a couple of matches due to injury as well. Good to see her back. Uh, Grace Gill was on once again. It's only a second league game as well. Jenny Bissett did very well. Uh, you're seeing a, a Canberra Croatia team um, that has a good amount of depth as well. And they've got so many facets that they can score, so many facets that the team can produce for this side. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how they go forward and if they're able to keep that lead against Olympic, because you know Olympic are going to be raring to go after that draw last week. Um, but this week, Canberra Croatia making it count. Yeah, next up we have Canberra United Academy. Uh, they fell short against Canberra Olympic. It was 3-0 to the travelling team. Ryan 
with two goals and a Norris own goal there. The goals for Canberra Olympic in this encounter, you know, it was rather comfortable victory for Canberra Olympic and it's exactly what they needed after the draw to Gungal and United last week and a clean sheet to go along with it as well. So some very positive sort of aspects to take away from this contest moving forward. And, you know, an unfortunate own goal saw Olympic go 2-0 up at a at what I thought was a vital stage of the game as they sort of managed to then extend their lead out to 3-0 just three minutes later. So at one stage of the game, it was 1-0 and CUA looked right in it and then sort of, you know, you know how quickly football can change, Matt, and two goals and all of a sudden it's 3-0 and it made it even difficult, more difficult, sorry, for Canberra United to believe they could come back and make something of the game and come away with the result. You know, but in saying that, they should keep their heads high, CUA. You know, they came up against one of the teams that are touted to be challenging for the title this season. We always talk about the development that they are focused on rather than sort of the results and the points that they accumulate, which are obviously a bonus, but it's all about developing these girls as they sort of look to progress their footballing careers. So they'll just keep going. It's sort of one game, you dust it off and you move forward, but it's a great win for... Canberra Olympic to bounce back from that draw that they had last week against Gungahlin United. Matt, what are the round eight fixtures? Uh, the round eight fixtures, let's start on with the only Saturday game, Belcon United against Tuggerong United, Saturday, May 28th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. I'm going to go with the Belco victory here. Um, they're going to be raring to go after dropping those points, being in fourth place as well. They will need to make up the ground on West Canberra. Uh, and to do that, they need to keep winning. So I'm going to say a Belco victory here. But Tuggeron United will be full of confidence after their victory against Wagga. Um, like we said, their result against Gengarland United as well will give them hope for this. I think Belco have a little too much for um, Tuggeron here. How about you, Michael? Yeah, great. I'm going to go for a Belcon United victory in this one, but I think Tuggeron will come into this with an immense amount of confidence following that huge result they were able to come away with against Wagga. And I think it's something that they got, that Paulo Romero's girls really needed in terms of coming into a match like this where not a lot of people are going to pick them to win, but you know they're going to have a lot of confidence and they're not going to let that bother them at all so they're coming into this one with as best of form as you can and on the back of a great team performance um as you can into a game like this against one of the better teams in the competition so we'll have to wait and see how they approach this game but it'll be a great approach from Paulo Romero we can be sure of that and next up we have West Canberra Wanderers against Gungahlin United Sunday May 29th 12:45 p.m. at Melrose synthetic this is a tough one especially with Gungahlin United's improved um uh improved results improved performances over the past what three or four rounds or so um they've really been improving under Pat Mills um uh but I've been really impressed with West Canberra uh, I, I really have uh, in in their performances against the top three their performances before that um, their win over Belco. I'm going to go with West Cambria. I've been really impressed with what Ray Castro has done with that side. In saying that, though, I do think it'll be close because Gungali United proved this week and the last couple of weeks that they have been improving. So I wouldn't be surprised if Gungali can get a result here, but I'm going to go with West Cambria. How about you, Michael? 
Yeah, I'm gonna go for Van Gaal and United to get a victory here, Matt. I just have a feeling that they'll be able to come into this one and put in a good showing against a good West Canberra Wanderers team who are definitely in a lot of confidence having beaten uh Belconnor United in their previous game, but I'm gonna go with Van Gaal in this one. Next up, Canberra Olympic, Wagga City Wanderers, Sunday, May 29th, 2.45 at O'Connor in close. Good mixture between the times here. So if you want to watch the West Canberra game, you can be there. You can head off to um, the the game after that. You can head straight from there, go to O'Connor, not too far. So it's good to see the variety in the times here for the Sunday matches. Uh, look, I'm gonna. It's it's hard not to go with Canberra Olympic for this one, especially considering um, they are like we can't mention it. But with last week's draw, two points behind Canberra Croatia, so for them, they're going to be raring to go. Try and make sure they don't drop any points, and they're going to try and um, get the result against Canberra Croatia. I'm sure when they come up against them, at least that's going to be their aim anyway. So uh, it's going to be tough to uh, back against Olympic. Have you, Michael? Yeah, pretty much echo Matt. Sorry, I pretty much just echo those sort of similar thoughts that you just raised there, Matt. I'm gonna go for Canberra Olympic. I think they'll just have too much for a Wagga team that we know are obviously I'll mention it again, just in a transition period at the moment, that team, that squad and that club uh for women's uh NPLW football. But yeah, I think Canberra Olympic are gonna to be too strong in this one and we already know that they're gonna be title contenders. Next up, Canberra United Academy against Canberra Croatia, Sunday, May 29th, 5.10 p.m. at Hawker Football Centre. It's hard to go with... It's always hard to bet against Canberra Croatia, but it's going to be hard to back up against them as well, considering we know that they have the advantage and they're going to want to keep it. In terms of Canberra United Academy, though, it, don't expect. I, I wouldn't expect a similar result to what we saw in the first round of the season. We've talked about how much they've improved and they've improved so quickly um, I'm sure they're going to put the positives out of the their last six matches um, that played after Canberra Croatia, and they'll be looking to try and make an upset here. And if if I'm not mistaken, the last time we did see Canberra Croatia play CUA was last season, and CUA did upset them. So it's always on the cards, but I'm going to go for Canberra Croatia victory here. How about you, Michael? Yeah, me too, Matt. I'm going to go for Canberra Croatia in this one, just for them to extend their lead at the top of the competition. All right, next up, we have the CPL. Let's start with Brindabella Blues. Huge win for them against Wagga City Wanderers. 5-3. Like I said, big, big victory for the Brindies as this, this breaks them away from Wagga City Wanderers. This breaks them away from Wagga, still in fifth place. But like we said, now there's three points difference. Um, they finished the first half strong, going 3-0 up against uh, the away side. Uh, the pick of the bunch for me um, was the lead up to the first goal where there was a beautiful ball over the top uh, from just just uh, in front of halfway uh, leading uh, to uh, the goal. Uh, Jamie Ward's brace and a Curtis Schaefer penalty is what rounded it out in that first half. Uh, the play leading to that Schaefer penalty, there was a, uh, a massive high knee from uh, the Wagga keeper there, uh, which resulted in that penalty. Um, it was a more even affair, though, in the second half. Uh, but Schaefer and Wurzen's goals. Goals, yeah, cancelled out hopes of a late Wagga comeback. 
Overall, though, huge win for the Brindies, like we said. Three points now is the gap between them and Wagga. And they are, if I'm not mistaken, tied on points with um, Canberra White Eagles, but Canberra White Eagles still have a game in hand against Tuggerong United. In terms of Wagga, though, wasn't the first half performance they would have been looking for. Improved second half. Uh, there was a point in time, though, where they did they did get a, only one goal behind them. Uh, it was 4-3 at one point, two Brindies, but Brindies, four minutes after Matheson scored, um, sorry, sorry, four minutes after Plonger scored um, to sort of put any hopes of a comeback out of the way for Wagga. Not all doom and gloom, though, for Wagga. They are not far off in that regard. Only, you know, three points off the top off the top four. So Wagga aren't that far off. And it's good to see Brindy's return to their home of Ipen Park specifically as well as they haven't played there in a while. Next up, we have Yulgali against Queanbeyan City. Now, this was one of the sort of surprise, surprising results that had come out of CPL action this weekend. And credit to Yulgali. They came away with a 1-1 draw against Queanbeyan City. Could have easily been three points for them in this one if it wasn't for Mensa scoring in the 86th minute for Queanbeyan City to rescue them a point as Donadell, Mason Donadell gave them the lead in the first half hour of the match. You know, it was a close game from all accounts in Griffith. You know, as the league leaders in Queanbeyan visited Yulgali. And obviously, like I mentioned, Yulgali took the lead around the half hour mark when Donadell put put the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, as soon as it looked like Yulgali were about to get, get their second win of the season, which would have been massive for them in the context of their early season. Queanbeyan equalised and Michael Mensah was the scorer with an absolutely sort of towering header from a corner to find the back of the net and rescue uh, one point uh, for Queanbeyan. You know, it would be a bit, it's definitely a bitter pill to swallow for Yulgali in the context that, you know, they could have not only got the win, but, you know, would have, they would have gone level with Wagger and only been sort of three points off the top four. So in that aspect, it's a little disappointing, you know, and it does prove that Yulgali definitely have the qualities uh, to upset a few teams this season. Like they've already managed to take points off Queen in this match and they'll be looking to replicate those performances, not only against the bigger clubs, but against all the other teams in the competition moving forward. And, you know, Quimby will be glad they, in the in in terms of how the game played out, they'll be glad that they were able to at least come away with the draw, considering that they scored so late on. And, you know, it, it, we mentioned it before, Matt, earlier in the show, it's always tough traveling to, to Griffith and the preparation it takes as well when you are playing in those games because you've got to take into account travel time. You've just got to make sure that you, you warm up properly and you stretch properly because it's not what you're used to when you're playing in Canberra most weekends. And, you know, the, the draw does mean that Tuggeron go, uh, can go one point uh, behind them if they win their game in hand because obviously they, they didn't end up playing their match against White Eagles this weekend. You know, it, it really does prove how crucial that late, late equaliser was for Queanbeyan. You know, they remain, they remain the only undefeated team in the CPL competition and now no teams in the two main comps have won all of their league games with this draw. So that ended the perfect run there that Queanbeyan had managed to build for themselves so far this season. 
Uh, Matt, what's the next uh, encounter? Uh, the next encounter is ANU uh, coming off that victory last week against White Eagles, make it two in a row with a 7-2 victory over Western Malongolo. Quickly go through the goal scorers here. Deans, Hassan Al-Nuasir, Tim Lopez, Mottle with two goals, Neeson and Vujic. Uh, and then for Western Malongolo, we have O'Gorman and McEwen. Um, big win for ANU, like we said, trying to climb uh, back up that ladder. They started the first half very strong, going 4-1 up. Hassan Al-Nuasir scored a brilliant curler of a free kick. Um, and Tim Lopez scored an sc- absolute screamer from outside the box. Um, those are the pick of the bunch um, from the goals that I saw. Uh, they scored a further three in the second half with some great team play uh, leading up to that. Great mounting pressure in midfield um, on Western, in, like, like I said, in the midfield there. This win solidifies them in third place. Now two points ahead of White Eagles. Um, Obviously, that can change if White Eagles get the victory over Tuggies, but ANU have to put themselves in that position in the first place, um, taking out uh, outside uh, outside influences in that regard. Um, the question now is, is this the beginning of a run for ANU? Uh, it's going to be tough next week as they go to Ugali, who themselves will have plenty of confidence um, putting up a performance against the top of the table, Queanbeyan. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that's key. If this is a good run of results for ANU, uh, they now go from nine points off Queanbeyan to seven points. Um, in terms of Western, they're still looting their first victory. Uh, in the first half, though, there, there were definitely bright moments for them. After, after, it was, um, after they conceded, they went 1-1. Um, they really pushed ANU for that. Um, unfortunately for them, though, four minutes later, ANU struck back and then ANU took a decisive lead after that. Um, it doesn't get much easier with Tuggies on the weekend, though, but Tuggies do have a weekend matchup. So do they, can they take advantage of Tuggies, you know, only playing a couple of days before them? Um, this is the uh, catch-up match for Tuggies against White Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so can they try and take advantage of that? Um like we said, I don't doubt they will eventually get that victory, Weston. Um, but I'm, like we said, unfortunately, it doesn't get any easier with uh, Tuggies. But for them, it's just trying to go game by game uh, and trying to get that first victory. Uh, next up, oh, I was about to say next up, Tuggies and White Eagles. But like we said, yeah, that, that match get, did not happen. Didn't get played. Uh, so, Michael... And if I'm not mistaken, that will happen midweek. So like we said, let's see uh, what happens there because that does have ramifications to the table. If Tuggies win, Absolutely. one point behind Queanbeyan. If White Eagles win, uh, they go above ANU. Uh, if they don't win, they are tied with Brindies, except they'll have a better goal difference than um, Brindies unless it's a cop-out to uh, Tuggeranong. Uh, so... A lot of ramifications this midweek game and the good thing about midweek games on uh, is that they're on at night. So I'll try and get to that one um, if I can. So I'm assuming that'll be a green way, uh, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. So Michael, what are our matches for this weekend in the CPL? Let's kick it off with Queanbeyan City versus Brindabella Blues, Saturday, May 28th, 3pm at High Street there in Queanbeyan. It's tough for me to choose. Like, uh, I could go with 
you know, I, well, I will go with Queanbeyan City in this one, but obviously Brindies will come into this one with a whole heap of confidence following that 5-3 victory that they managed to produce uh, against Wagga City. So they'll come in with heaps of confidence, but I will go with the team that remains undefeated so far. And I think they'll bounce back from, you know, rescuing a draw uh, against Ulgali and they'll be firing and ready to go to get the three points in this match. Uh, what about yourself? I'm I'm going to go with the Queanbeyan victory here. Uh, but not only will Brindis be coming into this with confidence, but this is also a match they always step up for. No matter whether Brindis are in good form or bad form, they always step up for this match against Queanbeyan. It was very close last time. I think it was 2-1, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So they always step up. I wouldn't be surprised if they can upset Queanbeyan here or get a draw. I'm going to go with Queanbeyan. On this one, solely because every time I've picked them at home to not win or to get a draw, they always win. So <laughs> the Brindies always step up for this match. So expect an absolutely electric account encounter at High Street this week. Absolutely. It's going to be a great game. Moving on, we've got Canberra White Eagles up against Wagga City Wanderers. Saturday, May 28th, 3 p.m. at Woden Parking closed. I'm going to go for a White Eagles victory in this one, Matt. Given the players a bit of extra rest, given the postponed game against Tuggerong United that didn't go ahead. So I think they'll be a, a bit more fresher, ready to go. And I think they'll get the job done at Woden Park. What about yourself? I'm going to go with the White Eagles victory here, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think because Wagga, like we said, this season they've, They've, um, you've seen the improvement uh, coming from last season and um, they actually don't get the rest because there will be the catch-up match against White Eagles. So, what? Uh, sorry, the catch-up match against Tuggy. So, Canberra White Eagles won't have um, that extra rest. They'll be playing three days later. So, do can Wagga take advantage of that? Can they take advantage of the fact that White Eagles are playing in midweek um, mm. against Tuggy? So... It's going to be a very interesting encounter here. Uh, let's see what Wagga can do. Uh, they have been able to get a victory against White Eagles before. If I'm not mistaken, it was last season. They got a victory over White Eagles or as a draw or something like that so. away from home. Yeah. So they're going to try and replicate something like that. And they do have the uh, Wagga do have the advantage of not playing in midweek as well. But I'm going to go with a White Eagles victory here. Next up, we have Yulgali and ANU. Sunday, mate. 29th, 1.30 p.m. at Solomad Stadium. I'm going to go for ANU in this one. They've managed to now get back-to-back victories and we're not shocked that they were able final, that they were able to finally put it together. Obviously, they've had a little bit of a difficult start to the season, but now that they look like they're, they've come together, they're, they're playing good football, they're, they're having fun. They've obviously scored seven goals in their in their last match, and I expect them to continue that momentum. In a difficult game against Yulgali, nevertheless, it's going to be tough for them to get the three points, but I expect them to come away with it. You? I'm I'm actually going to go with a draw here. I was very impressed by Yulgali's draw against Queanbeyan, um, and like you said, they they very well could have won it if it wasn't for Queanbeyan's, um, the experience of Michael, uh, sorry, the experience of Michael Menza um, from Menza. that towering header, might add. What a fantastic header that was. Um, so, look, we've mentioned how strong Ugalia are at home. Uh, that's something to never un- be underestimated. Uh, they proved it against Queanbeyan. Uh, ANU, in that regard, like you said, very fair points. Uh, ANU 
are going to be going to this one with heaps of confidence. Uh, they'll feel like they need to win if they want to keep pushing forward and uh, trying to get to their ultimate goal, even though they haven't started the season the way they would have liked. Um, I could see this match ending up, you know, all the ways, but I'm going to go with the draw here. Uh, I think Ugali will probably have a point to prove after they probably felt like they should have won that match um, against Queanbeyan. And lastly, we have Western Malonglo at home against Tuggeranong United, Sunday, May 29th, 3pm. Woden Park enclosed for this one, Matt. I'm going to go for Tuggeranong United. We've obviously already discussed at length the sort of form that they're in and how the great attitude that they've instilled considering they got relegated from MPL last season. And I've been very impressed with the attitude and the performances and the results that they've managed to pick up so far. So I'm going to stick with them in, in this game. Yeah, look, it's, it's very hard not to go with Tuggies. Um, just the way they've been playing, they've been absolutely outstanding. Uh, the, the, the intensity, the goals, um, their goal difference is tremendous as well, I believe. Um, so it's going to be difficult to back against Tuggies. Uh, but Western Molongolo, let's see if they can try and take advantage of Tuggies playing in midweek. Um, in that regard, though, it's a tough, tough ask for them to um, try and go out and beat this Tuggy side that are in terrific form. But like I said, uh, let's see if they can take advantage of that. Um, another thing we should probably think of as well is if Woden Park is okay because it will be playing. Yeah. If, if, if the game goes ahead on Saturday, um, that'll be another match. We know West Woden Park isn't in the best of conditions this year. Uh, Barely any matches have been played. I don't know when they have. They've had to postpone games there after it. Uh, so let's hope there's no wet weather. So both these matches can be played at Woden Park and their respective homes of White Eagles and Western Malongolo. All right, Michael, another great show today. Uh, any last words before we uh, sign off? There should be some cracking action. Plenty of games to be commentated as well. Russ will be doing three games of MPL on the weekend, um, Jeremy will also be doing a game as well of MPLW. Uh, I'm sure it'll be the Sunday game. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. And there's plenty of action, including midweek action as well in CPL uh, between uh, White Eagles and Tuggerong United. So plenty of football to look forward to. A good varied amount of times and switch between the days, unlike the Super Saturday for um, MPL this week. Yeah. So... It's good to see, and there's plenty of options, isn't there, Michael? Oh, there absolutely is. You hit the nail on the head. Plenty of football to be played during the week leading into this weekend as well. So, I mean, there's plenty of games for people to sort of get out and watch. And like we sort of dissected as well, there's games that you can go to and, you know, there's another game being played sort of soon afterwards as well. So you can go out there and watch sort of like two, three games on the bounce if you wish. So plenty of football, plenty of action, and plenty of excitement. There certainly is. Uh, go out, watch your football. Hopefully, it's good weather for it as well. That was another episode, episode 53 of the Canberra Football Show. We'll see you next week.